Um, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 tonight. And um, I know that we've prayed a lot and praised a lot, so I might not keep you real long, but um, I say that a lot, don't I? See it? You hear all the giggling? Amen. We got new folks, and y'all are telling on me tonight. Amen. Bubba, you warned your dad, didn't you, before? So, <laughs> amen. Uh, I like what Sister Tanea said the other day. She said, oh, well, it's the night's young. She said, y'all stayed out partying a lot longer than this when y'all were running the roads. So, uh, amen, we've all done uh, a lot worse, haven't we? So, uh, anyway, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen. But, um. So yesterday I had a good friend, pastor, friend, um, may not say his name since we're Facebook Live, but he's a good friend of mine and and um, the church, and sometimes whenever he calls you, I, I just took the call and he said, hey brother, he said, I need to ask you three questions, and I said, oh Lord, and because this guy's a whole lot deeper theologically than I've ever thought about being, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm like just ABC, you know, are you saved? Yes, sir, I'm saved. Well, how did you get that way? Well, the blood of Jesus, you know, let's just stay right there with me. But he said, so he, he started asking me questions about the rapture, and I said, oh, God. And um, he's one of the greatest ministers on the rapture that I know. And he said, so he said, I just need to ask you three questions. And I said, yes, sir, go ahead. He said, so tell me, he said, from what you know of the scripture, he said, you believe in the rapture? I said, I do. And he said, so can you tell me who's going in the rapture? Well, I thought it was like this deep question he was trying to trick me. But I said, the ones that have made themselves ready, the bride of Christ. He said, okay. And his second question to me was, he said, so, so you, you, have, you have children. And he said, so these children, if they are 8 years old, 12 years old, he said, whatever the age of accountability is, he said, for me, it was five. He said, I was saved at five. He said, so, so I knew at five years old that I was accountable, that God hated sin, and he was angry at sin, and so, therefore, I had to give my life to the Lord, and if I didn't, then I was going to die and go to hell, and that was even if he was six years old, and so, you know, five years old, whatever, had he rejected it at that time. And he said, so, so you have children? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, so, um, he said, so does that mean that at, even at the age of accountability, he said that if these children reject the Lord, even if it's at like five or at 12, he said, you mean to tell me that they'll miss the rapture? Well, that was a little bit harder question because I've got a nine-year-old. And I'm thinking, yeah, because my nine-year-old knows and he has been held accountable because he knows that God hates sin and he's angry at it and that there's only one way to be right with the Lord and to make heaven our home and that is through the cross. And so I had to tell this pastor, yes, sir, they will miss the rapture. And he said, so what does that mean? He said, so the third question I want to ask you is you mean that God that loves us God would allow these five-year-olds, six-year-olds, ten-year-olds to be on earth during the tribulation? And I said, yes, sir. 
And he said, okay, I just wanted to get your thoughts. He said, because I've been having dreams about this. He said, I've been so shaken and so stirred about this. And he said, I've not known what to say. He said, we write books about everything. But do we write books about this? Saying when these kids are at the age of accountability. Now listen, we don't know the age of accountability because I believe that is different for every child's or every person's environment that they're in. Here's what I do know. Is that the Bible says that the grace of God hath appeared unto all men. That tells me that even people in the jungles of Africa, that Romans chapter 1 says that God's invisible attributes are clearly seen by his eternal Godhead. I was high on meth, but I still knew that there was a God. Amen? Now, I was running from that, but I walked outside and saw that the sky was blue, the clouds were white, and the grass was green. Well, I knew that man didn't do that. I knew by the eternal Godhead that there was a God that was greater than I was. And so I knew in my heart that I was wrong and that even all the years of my sin, 25 years of sin in my life, I knew I was wrong and nobody had to tell me that I was wrong. I knew I was wrong. You're condemned in your sin. And so you know that there's a God that's greater than you. So there's no such thing as an atheist. I'm sorry. If you're here and you say you're an atheist, there's no such thing as that. You're full of, of bull. There's no such thing of that. Amen? And so not long ago, I, the Lord, I was here looking up and I seen this guy. I seen two people in the altar getting free. One came and the other sat right there and told me, no, I'm not coming. Well, come to find out later the guy says he's an atheist and he wasn't moving. I'd never laid eyes on this guy. He had a mask covering up half of his face. So I surely didn't know who he was, but God did. And could that be the moment that God was trying to save that man and show him in this church that he's never been in this church before? We surely don't know him, but God was giving him an opportunity by grace to come get right with God. Well, come to find out he was an atheist. Said that's what he was. You can't be an atheist. I'm sorry. Romans 1 says differently. Everybody knows. It says no man is without excuse. Now, you may justify and say and rationalize that you don't want to believe that there's a God because we don't want to be accountable that there's a God. That's the issue. We don't want to be accountable that there's a God greater than us, and if I'm going to live right, then I've got to submit to him. That's the issue. We don't like to submit. But let me tell you, everybody in this world will have to submit to somebody. Amen. I was in jail, and I have had the opportunity to preach in jail. One of my first things that I say to the men in jail or prison or wherever, how many of you said nobody would ever tell me what to do? Every hand went up. Every hand went up. Every one of them said, ain't nobody ever going to tell me what to do. I'm sorry. That. That's what they do. And so, and so now what's somebody doing? Telling them when to wake up. Telling them when to go to bed. Telling them when they can eat, when they can sleep. Telling them everything. When they can call somebody on the phone, when they can't. Somebody's telling them what to do every moment of their life. But they swore nobody would ever tell them what to do. They have a false sense of freedom. They're really what they're saying. You see them? And so... There is no such thing as atheists. So we all know that there's a God. We're going to be accountable to this God because the Bible goes on to declare and say 
that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That's every one. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen? And so we're going to. That don't mean that you have to confess. Here's the thing about Jesus is he's going to make you do that one day. Amen? You're not going to get out of it. And so, young kids, y'all pay attention to me tonight because I, I specifically ask for y'all to stay in here. And, and I know that y'all like it back there. But I'm going to preach the next three services of God will help me on the rapture of the church. I've never really done this. And, and so, tonight I just very simply just want to ask you this is, do you believe the rapture is real? Because there are so many people that don't believe in the rapture of the church. Shame on them. Shame on them. Because the rapture is the reward of the bride of Christ. <laughs> Amen. I said the rapture is the reward of the bride of Christ. And if you look at that, Enoch was raptured before judgment came to Noah. Think about Lot. Was he not pulled out, snatched away before what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? This is the same thing as the rapture. He was pulled out. He was caught up. He was pulled away from judgment. And so you look at that and you see the reward of the rapture just in those two instances. And so you can look at us as the bride of Christ. And if you're not the bride of Christ, listen to me, young people, because like Sister Tanea said the other day, you're accountable once you hear the word of the Lord. You become accountable for God's word then. So you become accountable for salvation of your life then. And so I'm just going to just read a few scriptures tonight and I'm just going to talk about is the rapture real? Well, just because here's why people say the rapture isn't real because of the word rapture is not in the Bible. But how many of y'all have ever read the word Bible in the Bible? Anybody? How many of you have ever read the word Trinity in the Bible? But we believe that there's three in one, right? Amen. We believe that there's three in one, but the word Trinity is not in the Bible. The word Bible's not in the Bible. Amen. There's a lot of things that we believe about the word of God, but the actual word is not in the Bible. Amen. But if you look at the word rapture, it comes from a Latin word, which means called up. Amen. And we'll look at this in a minute. But I want to read you these scriptures. And here's the thing. If you believe the Bible from front to back, then you got to believe in the rapture of the church. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you, I believe in the grace of God. And so I thank God that God's grace is enough, that God loves us enough, that those that have made themselves ready and right, that God loves us enough not to keep us on this earth for the seven years of tribulation of hell. We're going to just, I'm just going to hit the high notes. I don't have time to read all of that, but we'll just look in a minute. And if you choose not to believe in the rapture, amen, then, then you can say, well, do I want to be here during the seven years of the tribulation period? I know that I don't. Amen. amen. There's so much argument over when the rapture is going to take place. I'm just glad it's a promise for the church that we're not going to have to endure all the hell that the book of Revelation tells us we're, that, that those that are left behind are going to have to endure. Amen? Amen? And so I just want to read these scriptures, and y'all just stay, stay seated. And, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, 
that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, even so then also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel. Some say he's going to say, come up here. (laughs) You know, come up hither is what some say. I don't know what he's going to say, but I know in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. And I was talking to Lakin about that last night. He was there brushing his teeth. He said, so you mean like that, Dad? I said, just like that. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) Boom. He said, like that, Dad? I mean, just blink your eyes. I mean, just like that. I don't know how it's all going to happen, but it's going to happen. Amen. It's going to happen, ain't it, Brother Justin? (laughs) Just like that. I mean, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Amen. There's going to be a shout with a voice. Can you imagine what that shout's going to sound like? (laughs) I'm telling you, we talked about a shout that men did around the walls of Jericho and the walls came down. Imagine the shout from heaven. (laughs) I'm telling you, the whole world's going to know. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. Some of us are going to be driving vehicles. The packages are going to be everywhere. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. How about that, Felipe? <laughs> Package is going to be everywhere. Y'all got to post that on Facebook. <laughs> That's the truth, though. Because I was driving with Lakin, and we were talking about it. And I said, but here's the thing. The Bible says, it don't say two will be in one car together, but it does say two will be in one field together. Two will be in one bed together. Two will be grinding grain together. One will be left, one will be taken. What if you're in a vehicle with somebody that's lost and the rapture happens and the one that's right is driving? I'm just saying. And I'm telling you the reality of the rapture that it's real. I've come too far now to back up and for you to tell me otherwise. (laughs) Amen. And so there's going to be a lot of people there's going to be some husbands and wives. You're going to be in the same bed together. And if that husband or that wife isn't right, the one that is right is going to be taken in the rapture and the other one's going to be left behind. If our children, listen to me kids, if our children aren't right with God and they're at the age of accountability and you don't keep your heart right and pure before God, And your mom and daddy goes in the rapture of the church and you're left behind to face demons every day. And you're left behind when there's a release of the gates of hell. When every demon that Jesus has held back 
when he opens the gates of the prisons and all them demons begin to come out. And you got five-year-olds that have heard this gospel that are rejecting it. There's seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, 12-year-olds that are rejecting the gospel. And these demons start coming at them face to face. Children, listen to me. I'm not trying to scare you, but I hope that you know the reality of the rapture and of the tribulation. Because if mom and daddy's not here, even when you got a little stomach ache, where do you want to run to right now? You want to run to safety and security of mom and dad. But if mom and dad's taken to heaven, they cannot come back to rescue you. When the devil, when the Antichrist begins to come, when that spirit begins to attack, and the release of that is manifested everywhere. So I'm going to go on and read. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up that is the same as the word rapture, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So shall we what? Ever. That is forever and ever and ever. We can't even try to bring eternity down to our little finite minds tonight. We might as well hang that up, but eternity is forever and ever and ever and ever. I've had the, had the privilege to go to Israel and look and stand on Mount Carmel and look over where the Battle of Armageddon is going to take place. For miles and miles and miles, you can see on top of Mount Carmel the Valley of Megiddo, and you can see where we are going. Those that are right with God are going to come back and rule and reign with Jesus, and blood is going to fill that valley up to the horse's bridle. And I'm telling you, miles, hundreds of miles of this valley going back and forth. Now you talk about a war. I'm telling you church, I want to make sure that I'm on the side of Jesus. Amen. When that time takes place. When the gathering at the valley of Megiddo, at the battle of Armageddon, I want to know that I'm right with God. Amen. And if I want to be on his side. And from that point on, we're victorious. Amen. The church is victorious. And so listen, we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So why would people not want to talk about the rapture when he is saying here to comfort one another with these words? You know what Paul was believing? I'm going to be in there. That's going to come in my time. He said, we... Amen. He was believing for it. You know the problem is, is the church has heard about it for so long, we quit, we quit believing about it. And so this pastor began to ask me. He said, Jared, he said, listen to me. He said, I know their, their church has been hit multiple times with COVID. And I know that we have people that are hit right now. And I know why some people aren't here. But that's not the reason not everybody has come back. 
There's a reason that a lot of people haven't come back because they want to sit at home. It's more comfortable to watch this service on Facebook Live. It's easier to get up in your PJs and eat cereal and drink coffee instead of having to deny ourselves. And the accountability is not the same sitting on your couch as it is being faithful to the house of God. And so this pastor began to ask me, as he said, Pastor Jared, he said, there are people that will not and said they are not going to return back to our house, to the house of God because of everything that has went on. And he said, have they lost sight that Jesus is coming back for somebody that has made herself ready? He said, have they forgotten of the rapture of the church? Well, 2 Peter chapter 3 says that people will begin to mock that. People will begin to talk about that. Well, you've talked about the coming of the Lord all these years and it hadn't happened yet. And people begin to put it behind them. I can tell you, church, we better wake up. I said, we better wake up. I can tell you, what happened to the five foolish virgins is they all slept and slumbered but there were five that kept oil in their lamp but five let the oil run out. I'm telling you there's a lot of people as you look around. If all it took was what hit us right now to allow our oil to run out then what's going to happen next and what's going to happen when the oil's not filled up in the seven years of the tribulation and the Holy Ghost is taken out and the, and the church is taken out. I'm telling you church you better watch out. There's going to be billions that die in front of you. The sun is going to be so hot that it's going to cause people to die. People are going to be running to and fro, begging to die and they're not going to be able to die. There's going to be stings like scorpions. The pain is going to hurt so bad. You think it's bad right now. You stay, you keep playing games with God and let's keep shoving the rapture of the church behind us. I can tell you during the tribulation period, I'm telling you, my God, we got to wake up. I said, we got to wake up. We got to wake up because it's real. And it could happen in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. I called another pastor right after that. I was shaking. And he began to tell me. Pastor Curtis told me, he said, I remember being a young boy. He said, we would go ride bikes at a train track trussle. And he said, all us boys would gather. He said, I wasn't saved. He said, but I think this instance played a big part in me getting right with God one day. He said, we were all there playing and riding our bicycles. And he said, one little boy said something. He thought he was just saying a bad word, but he said the word hell. And he said, there was a 12-year-old on his bicycle and said, oh, yeah, I know all about hell. He said, I'm going to go to hell. He said, I know all about hell, and I'm going to go to hell. And he said, he, Brother Curtis said, I was pricked in my heart. He said, but I didn't know what to say. He said, we left that rain train track trestle. He said, that little boy's on his back. He said, he pulled out in front of a car and a car hit him. And he said, that 12-year-old, he said exactly what he just said. He said, he went to hell. He went to hell. 12 years old. 12 years old. That 12-year-old little boy that was just riding a bicycle went to hell. Wonder what that mom and daddy thinks. Went to hell. And he had just spoken. When you get to hell, there's no getting out of hell. There's no get out of jail card like there is in Monopoly. You may get out of jail in Monopoly, but you can't get out of hell. Once you're there, there's a great schism that's fixed and you won't leave there. And when you get to heaven, you won't go there. 
And you won't be able to pull anybody out from the rapture. You're not going to be able to pull anybody up with you. Those that have made themselves ready and prepared the rapture of the church, they're going to be called up. Amen? They're going to be called up. Verse chapter 5, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So to keep playing games and say you got one more time in you, to say that you don't have to get right in an altar call on a Wednesday night, and to just keep saying, well, I'll just put it off till tomorrow. Well, what if the Lord were to come tonight like a thief in the night? And here's the thing, church, if you knew that an enemy was going to come and break in your house, what would you do? You wouldn't ever go to sleep, would you? You wouldn't ever go to sleep, would you? No, you'd be on the edge of your bed or you'd be at the door waiting. You'd be protecting your house and you'd be protecting everything in your house and you would make sure that you knew that a thief was coming because what does the thief want? He must want everything that's of value inside of that house. What does the devil want? He come to steal, kill, and destroy. He wouldn't come knocking on your door if you didn't have anything of value. Amen? I said he wouldn't come knocking if you didn't have anything of value. And so when Jesus comes back, how's he coming? Like a thief in the night. And if you've just went to sleep and pulled up your bed and you're not worried about it, you're not stirred about it, you're not shaken about it, you just live your life however you want to live your life, you're not standing at the door guarded and ready wanting to know when the bridegroom is going to come back after the bride. Church, I'm telling you, that's the problem in the church in this hour is we've made our beds comfortable and we got things just like we wanted. I'm telling you, it's time that the Holy Ghost of God would begin to shake us one more time, begin to stir us one more time and begin to bring us to the place that we realize that what his word says is what it means. Amen. I can tell you if I read the word, only about 50% is going to make it. Two will be in one bed. One will be left, one will be taken. I'm telling you there were five, five foolish and five wise. That's 50%. Five made it and five didn't. Two grinding grain together. One went up, one stayed down. I'm telling you, church, that's about 50% to me. So that tells me 50% tonight in this church. This half goes, this half stays. <laughs> this half stays, this half. <laughs> Thank God you can find. No, I'm going. Think about it. Think about it. I know the kids in this church. That's why I didn't want y'all back there. I know you hear the truth back there. But let me ask all of you, are you living your life right for Jesus? See, Saray, are you living your life right for Jesus? No? What you gonna do if Jesus comes back? Your mama goes in the rapture and every demon in hell is released against you. What you going to do? It says that the bite, the pain is going to be so bad, it's like a scorpion. It stings you constantly over and over and over, and it's not going to stop. You're going to beg to die, but you're not going to be able to die. The sun is going to be so hot and scorching. You like to be burned? You ever been burnt? Did you cry? Hurts, don't it? How bad were you burnt? Not bad. Just a little place. Imagine if your whole body was burnt so hot by the sun because it was allowed to get that hot and scorches to the point of death. And we 
wanted to drink water, but the water was so, had so much poison in it that you couldn't even drink it because it would cause you to die too. Are you ready for that? Lakin, Corbin, Johnny, Carter, Jonas, not you. We don't want that, do we? So the rapture of the church is very, very important to be right with the Lord. Because if you're not right with God and keep your heart pure before God, then we will miss the rapture of the church. And you have heard, we have heard, we have heard this truth. And I'm going to say this. After tonight's service, we will all be accountable for the rapture of the church. You can say the rapture isn't real, but I've read too many scriptures to say that it is. And the rapture of the church is for the bride that has made herself ready. It is for the church that has been washed in the blood. And so if you're here tonight and you're not saved and washed in the blood, I would say what a night to get right with God. And if you're here and you've been playing games with God, one foot in and one foot out, I would say what a night to get all the way in. Because Jesus could return at any moment. Did we not just read this? That we don't know the time or the season, but when he comes, he comes like a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction. What have you been hearing on the news about the Abraham Accord? <laughs> peace and safety. Where at? From all nations that have hated one another. Can I tell you, even in the middle of all of this, Pastor Lee has said this a lot of times, and Brother Chris just said it, where is the central focus of all of this? And every place has hated this one place named Israel. America has been the only country really that has stood with Israel, and the way that it's looking right now, that may be fixing a shift. Ah. So as everything that is going on in our lives, Leading us closer and closer to is the rapture really, really real? <laughs> We're seeing verse 3 taking place. We're seeing people that hated Israel begin to make peace treaties with them. <laughs> and so what did it, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Listen to me, everyone under the sound of my voice. Lakin, listen. Every child, listen. Everyone, listen. You will not escape this. You will not escape this. I will not escape this. If we're not right, if you're watching Facebook Live, you will not escape this. We will not escape the rapture of the church. Is that not what he said? We will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. That the day should overcome you as a thief. I'm not trying to scare you tonight. Please know my heart. Because the rapture is the reward of the church. Amen. This should excite us. Amen. This should excite us. Amen. Enoch didn't have to stay through the judgment of Noah. But think about this. There were no babies on that ark. <laughs> there were no babies on the ark. There was eight that were there. Where was everybody else? In a world full of people, where was everybody? They were drowning. When the door shut, guess what? It was shut. I wonder how many eight-year-olds 
We're knocking on the door of the ark saying, I don't want to drown and die. Let me in. There was only eight there. Only eight. The five foolish virgins weren't bad women. They were virgins. They were pure. They were saving themselves. They were good people. You can be here or watching this and you can be a good person, but we will not escape the rapture of the church. We will not escape this. And if you're not a part of the church, you will not escape the seven years of tribulation. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. I'm not trying to scare you, but I am trying to get us to sober up. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Why? Because the word says to do this. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunk are drunk at night. When I used to do math, boy, I wouldn't ever get out during the daytime. I didn't want nobody to see me. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Who, who like getting out during the daytime? <laughs> nobody. You did, Connie? No. Caleb, he put his hand down too. Man, I didn't want nobody to see me look like a dope head. I'm telling you. <laughs> you retracted back. Won't nobody see my sin. Even when you sin right now, you sin in secret. You don't do it openly. <laughs> Husbands and wives, you do it in secret. Amen, whoever. We don't want nobody to see our sin. The Bible tells us that. Men hate light. We love darkness. Amen. Why? Because our evil deeds will be exposed in the light. I didn't want nobody to see me, so me and Ryan George would get out all hours of the night. <laughs> It was Ryan's fault. Uh, it was Ryan's fault. Y'all know the story. He kicked me out and said the reason he kicked me out because I had a problem. He didn't. Uh, amen. He kept me out. The, this, this chapter goes on to say, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and foreign helmet the hope of salvation, for God hath not appointed us to wrath. <laughs> there's, there's the beauty of the rapture. <laughs> How can you sit here and argue with that and say, say, there's no rapture? We've not been appointed to wrath. Thank God we're not going to be here during the seven years of tribulation. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. We're not appointed to wrath. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark that in your Bible. Listen to this. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. In a moment of twinkling eye, we shall all be caught up. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive and remain, amen, shall be. But I'm telling you this. Them graveyards are just going to whoop, and we're going to whoop wherever we are, and we ain't even going to know it. Amen. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, like that. How fast, Lakey? Like that, right? Like that. I'm talking about. Imagine if you was in a graveyard at that time. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. He said, verse 10, who died for us that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also you do. Here's he saying it again. Comfort one another in this. Amen? Comfort one another in this. 
And we beseech you, brethren, to know that we which labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and to be at peace with yourselves. We exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient towards all men. Paul is telling us here to encourage one another, comfort one another with these words. Amen. But I love this. Listen to me. We're not appointed to wrath. We're not appointed to wrath. Amen. And we can rejoice in that. Because here's the wrath. All right. Y'all listen to me very quickly. Uh, I, you can read in the book of Revelation. You can read all through there. Revelation 9 just has great depiction of some things that it'll look like. Amen. But you can read. Actually, if you want to read through there, you'll see where the church has gone from Revelation 4. And don't return to 19. So how can you tell me that the rapture of the church is not real? Amen. You don't hear anything about the church until chapter 19. Amen. And so that tells me the church is gone. The church is gone and evil has been released. Listen, there's, there's nothing. You think that the coronavirus has been bad. You think fear has been bad? You think people retreating has been bad? You think people, the way that they've been treating you and the attacks that you've had in your mind demonically has been bad here recently? Imagine what the seven-year tribulation period is going to be like. You talk about sickness everywhere. You talk about sickness everywhere, and coronavirus has not. You can't even scratch the surface of what this sickness is going to look like. If you saw the videos of Sister Tanea when she was in India, and she was filming from India, just people with coronavirus would be walking down the road, and they would just fall out, and they would die all over the streets, and they had nothing, nowhere, no hospitals to go to. It's not like America where you can just take somebody and hook them up on a ventilator. I'm talking about people walking down the street probably just to get their children some something to eat. Sister Tanea told me we were locked up in lockdown in India. She said, I got a two-year-old baby girl. She said, for three weeks at a time, we may not have nothing to feed her. And my friends in America talking about they can't get out and go to their favorite restaurant. Folks, I'm talking about tribulation. I'm talking about trials and I'm talking about troubles. I'm not talking about your little Pemite troubles or mine that we may be facing right now. I know we're all facing some hard times, but the Bible tells us that we would. John 16 33 said in this world you'll have trouble and you'll have tribulation he said but take heart because I've overcome that amen but let me tell you there's going to be a tribulation of seven years amen where the church the restrainer is going to be gone and there's going to be a release of the demonic there's going to be billions of people that are sick everywhere and they're going to put their sickness all over you and you're not going to want it and you're not going to die but you're not going to be able to die and you're going to be pleading out oh God let me die but there's not going to be any help there. There's not going to be a church there. You take the church for granted today, wait till the seven years of tribulation where there ain't anybody to run to. You'll be wishing there was a church around. You'll be wishing you had a time back where you say, oh God, I wish I could go back to church and stay there for five hours at a time and listen to that crazy preacher preach just a little bit longer and hear that worship team sing a little bit longer. I'm telling you, there's not going to be a church. There's not going to be a restrainer. There's going to be hell. There's going to be an antichrist. There's going to be demons and the devil everywhere. Thank God there's a rapture. Listen, 
People's going to be burned by the heat of the sun. It's going to be so hot. The water's going to have death in it. So you're not going to be able to drink the water. There's going to be witchcraft everywhere. Demons and witches everywhere. The key to the prison doors where demons have been held back are going to be opened and released. The sting of them is going to be like the sting of a huge scorpion. But it's going to be a constant sting. You're not going to be able to drink. And there's going to be billions of people that are sick, that are affected, that are attacked. The animals are going to begin to run from the heat. And they're going to run to places and the animals are going to begin to attack the people. It's going to be utter chaos. It's going to be unruly. There's not going to be any order. There's going to be hatred. There's not going to be love. (laughs) So you want to tell me that you want to stay behind for that? There's going to be death everywhere. Billions are going to die. Prisons are going to be unlocked. The sting of a scorpion. I don't know, I've never been stung by a scorpion, but I heard it is painful. But these aren't some little scorpion this big. They're going to be demons. Meteorites are going to fall. They're going to strike the earth, and you may be standing there because God has held those back by His grace and His mercy that they've not hit the earth. And burned up everything. There's going to be fire everywhere. There's going to be smoke everywhere. It's going to smell like death. It's going to be a glimpse of hell. Ah. Let me just read a little bit. You okay with that? Revelation 9. This is just some. Listen to this. The fifth angel sounded and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit and there arose smoke out of the pit, the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. There came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither any green thing, neither any tree, but to those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. He's speaking of the Jewish people. And to know them it was given, he's speaking to the elect, and to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. Listen to me, for five months, you're going to feel like a scorpion constantly attacking your life. And in those days shall men seek death, listen to this, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. My God. It's going to be so much pain and hurt. You can't even, we can't even fathom this side of the tribulation. You can't even fathom everything that took place last Tuesday, the anger and whatever it started, you can't even fathom what this is going to be. 
Young people not getting your way from mom and daddy making you mad. You can't even fathom because your mom and daddy, if they're saved, they're going to be called up to heaven. And if you're five, if you're six, if you're 12, and you've kept playing games with God and you missed the rapture, you're going to be here and for five months you're going to have the sting of a scorpion every day of your life. You're not going to have anybody to run to. Demons are going to be released. Witchcraft. You're going to want to die, but you're not going to be able to die. Can I tell you what a consequence? What a consequence to be reminded every day, Talena, I, I, I should have obeyed. I should have obeyed. Now I don't want to deal with this. And we want to talk about who wants to stay through this? Who wants to stay through this? Why would somebody not believe in the rapture now? Who wants to stay through this, Justin? I know that I don't. I know that I don't. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses. These aren't some little Pemite locusts. They were like horses. Do you know how strong a horse is? Powerful. Horses represent power and authority. Horses prepared unto battle and on their heads were as crowns like gold and their faces were like the faces of men. I could keep on reading that. I encourage you to do that. But we see in Revelation chapter 4 the church was taken out. And we see. And I just thought about I wonder if we're living in the time of Revelation chapter 3 where Jesus is so good and he's addressing the church. <laughs> I've never thought about that until today. I thought about, are we living in the time where he's addressing the church of Smyrna, the church at Laodicea? He's saying, I'm awakening the church. The church is lukewarm. The church has lost her first love. You have an appearance of being good. You have an appearance of being hot, but you're not. You're lukewarm, and I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. There was only one church that he didn't say repent. But all the others, are we living in this where he's saying repent, repent, repent? And the church is about to be taken out and we're about to enter into Revelation chapter four. But not everybody's gonna go in this rapture that I'm telling you about. But the good news is this, Revelation chapter three, verse 10, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation or tribulation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. He is saying to us, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, he's saying just be patient a little bit longer. I'm coming back. But the reason I haven't come back yet and I need you to be patient a little bit longer is because I got grandmas and grandpas and sons and daughters and mamas and daddies and husbands and wives that I want to get in before I come back because my heart is that none, that none perish, but all have everlasting life. He don't want anybody 
wanted to feel the sting of a scorpion for five months. He don't want to unlock the prison doors and let demons attack and conquer anybody during the tribulation. He don't want to see anybody get burned by the heat of the sun constantly every day of their life. He don't want to see the witchcraft. He don't want to see the spirit of the antichrist attack your mama, attack your daddy, get my babies, get your babies, get our grandparents. He don't want that. And so he's saying, church, repent, wake up, fill your vessel with oil and be who he's called us to be. Hallelujah. They want to tell us in this pulpit, be quiet, calm down, shut up, back up, and suck it up. They got another thing coming. They hadn't read what I just read to you. My God. They'll want to stay 10 hours, 12 hours. They'll want to stay weeks and days at a time at a prayer meeting if they live through the tribulation period. They'll be wanting to die and they can't. During that time, can you imagine, oh God, just take me back to GFCC one more time. God, give me one more chance to repent. God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. I want to die and I can't. I'm tired of this pain. I'm tired of this. It's hot. I'm tired. Billions would die everywhere. Their blood, their sickness, their disease, their torment will be everywhere. The water's going to be like blood. You're not going to be able to drink it. Everything in the oceans are going to begin to die. There'll be death everywhere. There'll be no life. There'll be death. Those that are alive will want to die and they can't. Amen. But thank God for the rapture. Thank God for the rapture of the church. We shall be called up. There shall be a meeting in the air. And I just want to close with this. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. Anybody know what that is? It says that the little g God is the God what? Of this world. And he's the prince and the power of what? The air. I heard this in Arkansas. But what did we just read? Because I had forgotten about it until today. The same word, there's two different Greek words for the word air. One is heaven and one is the air between the earth and heaven. (laughs) And the little g God, Satan, is the prince and the power of the air, not of heaven, but in the air between earth and heaven. (laughs) Where are you and I going to get caught up in? It's the same Greek word that Satan was the prince and the power of the air. (laughs) Satan's going to have to see us get caught up in the air. It's the same word. It's the same Greek word. So the very place where Satan has had dominion, the devil's going to lose at the rapture of the church. I came to tell somebody tonight, I thank God for the rapture because it's the reward of the bride of Christ. And Satan thought that he had us. Satan thought he had your mama. Satan thought that he had your daddy. He's the prince and the power of the air from what's here to what's up there. But devil's going to have to watch you and I change in his presence. We're going to receive our new bodies. We're going to receive our new lives. And the devil's going to have to hear the shout of the voice of an archangel when he calls his church home. And the devil thought he had us. But in the air, in the devil's property, now it's going to become ours. Now 
now the heir has been redeemed to the glory of God. Hallelujah. My God. If that don't get in you, gizzard, I don't know what will. The devil loses. That word heir is the same. It's not heaven. It's what's in between. He thought he was the prince and the power of the air, and he is right now. But it won't be long. There's a meeting in the air. Right in the middle of Satan's territory. <laughs> right in the middle of where he had his power and his authority. He's going to lose it all. So don't give up. Church, don't give up on your mamas. Don't give up on your daddies. Lord, we release supernatural anointing to go. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray, Lord, for Carly's mom and Carly's dad right now. Lord, save them, draw them, heal them, touch them. Lord, redeem them, God. We thank you, Lord. We know there are requirements to meet the rapture, Lord. We must be redeemed in the blood of the Lamb. We must be ready, looking and watching, oh God. Lord, you said in your word, will you find faith when you return to the earth? And God, we know that you're looking for faith. And God, I pray that we would be found right, ready, looking. I pray, God, that we wouldn't be found hiding in a hole. We wouldn't be found full of fear. But Lord, we would be found full of faith. God, I pray that you would move tonight in this house. God, that you would move upon every person. God, that you would flow through every vessel that is in this house. If there's any vessels that are empty, God, I pray you fill them up. God, I pray that we would be a bride that has made herself ready. God, I pray that if there's any stains, if there's any wrinkles upon our wedding attire, God, that we would get it right and get it ready right now. Oh God, I pray that every place, God, that we would be adorned as your bride. Lord, that we would be holy, that we would be righteous. And I pray that God, that this oil would flow to every person that is in our family. I pray the tentacles of the Holy Ghost would begin to move, would begin to shake and begin to shake households that aren't right with you. God, I pray that this message would reach every home, would reach every ear. God, that we would open blind eyes to begin to see and we rebuke the devil we rebuke lies that the church has been mean that the church has been wrong oh God I pray that you would heal people right now that have been hurt bruised and abandoned by religious people God I pray the church would rise up and be the good Samaritan again and pour out the ointment the bomb of killing God in Jesus name whoo my God could we all just find a place tonight in these altars if you're here tonight and you're not saved God wants you to come into his kingdom right now I didn't preach this message to scare anybody but I did preach it to shake us to stir us and to wake us up I want us to pray for lost loved ones tonight in these altars Young people, I want you in these altars and ask God to stir your heart. 